0: from the auction community studios on this friday morning it is the wolf and luke show i'm luke what's going on wolf what's up luke how you doing man doing good now this you know, we get kind of a, like a return to normalcy a little bit there's a suns game tonight we don't have to talk about any debuts or anything it's just basketball
1: yeah you know it's basketball, right? We, we've we got all these debuts out of the way. The pomp, the circumstance, the salutations, the greetings. Hello! And just get it over with, please, so we can get to the mundane. The mundane of competing. It's one of the things that Kevin Durant has actually talked about um, numerous times, and I love the fact that he was so focused on just wanting to return to normal. It makes so much sense to me, especially when you're playing a professional sport you just want to get a lot of the pomp and circumstance out of the way so you can focus on your
0: job it's tough to to do a debut twice you know i mean doesn't (laughs) debut by definition mean once that said and we'll get to the d-backs in a little bit i wouldn't mind if we had a second season debut for the d-backs after the way that game went last night that was um it wasn't enjoyable it was enjoyable for the first two innings more on this as the show unfolds. <laughs> Not too much. I don't want to talk about the Dodgers, but man, that just felt like it was like, hey, the first two innings. Look how amazing this. Oh, yeah, there is still a gap between these two teams, uh, but we'll get into that because there are 161 more baseball games. Let's um, <laughs> thank goodness. Russ. Let's say, uh, can you imagine if baseball was single elimination? Let's uh, let's get let's get into this game tonight. Denver is here. Um, we were talking before the show. Not it, It's not right to say this is the first real test that the Suns have had with Durant, but this is definitely the biggest test. I mean, there's only been four other games. The Dallas one meant a lot to, to us and Dallas, I think. But nationally, yeah. now you're playing the team with the best record in the NBA.
1: Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. The Dallas Mavericks game to me. They remember they just had Kyrie right there. Look, everybody, it's Kyrie Irving running around with Luka Doncic. I have a feeling
0: you're going to be saying remember when they had Kyrie a lot about Dallas in about three weeks.
1: (laughs) And also, too, here's Kevin Durant. Okay, the Mavericks. And we all know what a thorn the Mavericks have been in the side collectively of the Phoenix Suns. So, yeah, that game to me was huge. For a lot of different reasons, but most of them emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This game is more intellectual. This is this is a game where you say, okay, the Nuggets are the number one seed in the Western Conference. Um, yeah, okay, they're five and five over the last ten games. They they have struggled over the last ten, but they've won four of their last five. They've righted the ship a little bit here, played a lot more consistent, a lot better basketball. But yeah, probably uh, I'm going to have to say this is the biggest overall for the Suns right now with KD.
0: Yeah, and, and you know. it it brings up the the thought that i think most people have right now they've played four games with kd they're undefeated it they haven't played anywhere near their best game in any of those games the dallas game you're talking about was you know kd's best game certainly yeah. and it was their best of the four but you know they beat charlotte they were down to chicago they came back and beat chicago they beat minnesota but that wasn't i mean these it, it's it's raising the floor which is great you're not playing anywhere near your best and you're still beating minnesota but you're gonna need to be a lot closer to your best to beat Denver. Assuming Jokic plays, uh, there's a lot up in the air with Denver in terms of who is and isn't going to play. Welcome to the NBA in 2023. But I don't care. Like whoever Denver runs out there, that's it, it, if you can beat them, that sends a yeah. statement.
1: Yeah, and and not only that too. It's not like the Denver Nuggets had all sorts of injuries in that that ten game stretch where they were five and five. Mm-hmm. They didn't. You know, Jokic missed one game, one of the last ten. Jamal Murray played in every one of those and Michael Porter Junior, Junior, Michael Porter Jr. Bring that largely back. of course. Look at lately um they have played well, as I said. They have won four or five and they've won four of their last five that included wins over the Bucks and the seventy sixers. So that was pretty good, a pretty good run right there. The Pelicans um, actually blew out the the Nuggets, but Jokic wasn't playing in that game right there. The biggest problem for the Denver Nuggets-based Indians has always been their defense. When, when they play good defense, they're dang near unbeatable.
0: Yeah. <sighs> There, let me let me preface this with: There's nothing that Denver can do in this game tonight in one game that's going to change my opinion. They're going to have to do it in the playoffs. I don't. I just don't buy it. Like you I don't I, buy it. I think it's like they with Sacramento. I don't buy Sacramento, and
1: yet they just continue to keep rolling. winning.
0: Sacramento's only five less wins than Denver. I. I want to be careful how I phrase this. I buy it that, like, Jokic is an MVP candidate and he wins it most years. Like, that's Denver's legit in the regular season. I have to see it in the playoffs, yeah. and I think part of this is because we saw the Suns win sixty four games last last year, and they get bounced when they faced adversity in the playoffs. Part of it is we saw them steamroll the Nuggets the year before in the playoffs, and I know they didn't have Jamal Murray; the whole world would be different. But no, it wouldn't. They would that series may have gone six games. The Suns were winning that series. Suns and four. Somebody has to have the best record in the Western Conference. Somebody has to, and it just happens to be Denver. I think they're a very good team. I'm not saying they can't yeah. do it in the playoffs, but if you told me I had to pick winners, like who's going to win the title, not who's going to win regular season games, I'd go Milwaukee first, I'd go the Suns, I'd go the Celtics, I'd probably go the Warriors. There's a few teams I'd take over Denver.
1: Sure. You know, and again, that uh, that would just say that's a big thing, a big Achilles heel, especially when you get into the postseason defense <laughs> and the fact that they struggle. Struggle from time to time on that. They had a defensive rating of 125.2 during the the losing streak, and I call it the losing streak where the Denver Nuggets are five and five over the last ten. They had a 125.2. If you can imagine that right there, that kind of production or lack thereof would easily be the worst in the league if that were extrapolated over the course of the entire season. Mm-hmm. So yeah. stop and think about that. Whenever the Nuggets lose, it's typically the defensive end of the floor that causes them to.
0: And and they're certainly capable. I mean, you have a guy like Jokic. You're capable of doing damage in the playoffs. I'm just saying I need to see it first. Like, I I laugh when people nationally, well, I got to see the Suns have success in the playoffs. You know, look what they did last year. Well, they went to the finals the year before. Denver hasn't done anything in the playoffs. Like, I need to see it from Denver. Are they dangerous? Yeah. Could they go out there and beat the Suns by a dozen tonight? Yeah, absolutely they could. But I... As far as the actual playoffs, like this is a measuring stick game for the Suns, but I don't know that the Suns really are focused on the other team right now. Yeah. Uh,
1: Get ready for Jokic too.
0: He's still lighting it up. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> oh my he might goodness. win MVP again. The guy's averaging a triple double uh phoenix rising's season kicks off tomorrow against san diego loyal sc and we're giving you the chance to win tickets head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for details and your chance to win basically I, what the pattern i've noticed is just head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. and there's usually a chance to win some sort of tickets there uh, when we come back the d-backs opened their season yesterday Fortunately, there's 161 more of these. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, Wolf, for all the rule changes that baseball has put in, I found myself last night watching that D-backs game thinking maybe they should have just gone to two inning games. That would have been great. Okay. D-backs yeah. be 1-0 right now. <laughs> Started the game really well. Got out there. Got a got a run off Furious. Yeah. You're so funny. <laughs> That's all I really wanted, Wolf. Uh, no, I mean, the D-backs looked good for the first couple innings. And when you get a lead on the Dodgers, you never feel great. I was watching it with somebody, and, I was, and it was two nothing after the second. I was like, "Yeah, this could go sideways in a hurry." But when you have Zach Gowan out there, you tend to feel a little bit better. Yeah, and uh, that you do. That didn't help last night. That Dodgers lineup is still just disgusting. Yeah, first of all, base onions. On let's get the disclaimer
1: out of the way right now, okay? okay. Nobody overreact. Just yeah, everybody, just settle down. Okay, I know you want to. I know you do, Luke. I know you want to overreact. You just want to, you know, that you want to panic. You want to hit the panic button right now. I
0: didn't even bring my panic button um, <laughs> today. It's in my car.
1: <laughs> it just, it, it's funny you bring that up because, um, yeah, you had a two nothing lead, and you're feeling pretty good. Zach Allen, by the way, the start of the game for Zach Gallon. Uh-huh.
0: I'll just strike everybody out.
1: Lights out. out. It was as good as it gets. He got off to a great start, you know. Although he gave up what a double to Will Smith, mm-hmm. he struck out Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Max Muncie in the first inning. Think about that, for a minute. Yeah, but
0: yes, you're right, and it, it was a great start. And then you you know you, you you go back through the lineup the second time, and you're like, wait, he just got through Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncie, Mookie Betts, like he. That lineup isn't fair. That you have to keep going through that. Yeah, but you got to do it. You have to keep doing it every two innings, every three innings. Like that's absurd. Yes.
1: No. I. I mean, that to me just blew my mind. And then he got through the second. Bada bing, bada boom. And you're thinking, okay, I guess we're playing for keeps. And you were thinking that, man, he is on. And the Diamondbacks manufactured two runs. And the first two innings, and you're thinking, yeah, this is great. This is exactly what we were expecting, and now they've got a shot. With Zach Allen on the mound, they've
0: got a shot, and, ooh, boy, got sideways. It's too bad Max Muncy didn't just bat all game with his five strikeouts and five at-bats. There's a couple things about this game. One, you're right, you can't overreact to one game, and we knew the first ten games were going to be rough. But it was kind of a like sobering reality check, wasn't it? Of just, yeah, there's still a, a huge gap between the Dodgers and the D-backs. Now, it's one game. <laughs> yeah. But if, if the next week and a half goes like this, it, first of all, you don't have to be as good as the Dodgers to make the playoffs. But that one was tough because Gallen was on the mound. If you told me that Zach Davies pitched last night and they couldn't beat the Dodgers, yeah, okay, I mean, nothing against Zach Davies, but most... Most guys don't beat the Dodgers in the regular season, at yeah. least. Um, but yeah, for Gallon to lose and, and to give up five runs in four and two-thirds, nobody's worried about Zach Gallon. but it's just kind of a reminder that that Dodgers lineup is absurd. And I also don't like seeing David Peralta in Dodger blue. Yeah, that, that, that was weird right there. Yeah. No
1: denying that. Uh, I, nor do I like to see Cattell Marte getting beaned in the forearm the way that he did. Boy, he got hit. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not good. Immediately, I thought, here it is, the first at-bat of the season for Cattell Marte, and guess what? There might be issues. I mean, that, that's the kind of deal. You get hit there. You never know. maybe some type of bruise or a bad fracture or something like that. 45
0: seconds into the season and they're looking at Marte.
1: Yeah, it just was bad right there. He got hit by a pit. Christian Walker knocked him in with a single in the first. That was kind of cool to see that. Again, the manufacturing of runs here. The D-back scored again in the second inning and Ahmed hit a double. Uh, Corbin Carroll hit a ball to right and Ahmed tagged and took third. That was kind of cool. This is what the Diamond Backs are going to do. They're going to actually score runs and manufacture. And then Gabriel Marino hit a sack fr- f- a sack fly. So all of a sudden it was two nothing. And you were just like, man, this this is going to be really really good. They jumped on U- Urias Julio Urias.
0: Yeah, but you can only
1: typically. you got to say that you, you got to say that right Julio Urias
0: mm-hmm. Urias. Yeah, I'll, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to say it right. And also, he just shut down the Diamondbacks. So gonna... well, you got to try to say it right, right? I mean, it is. I don't even know if that's right. I, I, it is. Okay, Trust well, me on that. All right. Um, I don't know where the Dodgers get these guys like James Altman. First of all, Outman is sounds like the worst yeah. name for unless you're a pitcher. Maybe. Great name for a pitcher, right. Outman. Outman. Oh. Uh, he goes two for three, just drills a home run in the sixth inning. I mean, they they continue. As as frustrating as the Dodgers are, because they can throw money at a problem, and then if that just creates another problem, they can just throw more money at the next problem. Yeah. They also develop their own guys too, which is just irritating. But I will I will say this: if you're a Diamondbacks fan, you're like, man. I'm just sick of the Dodgers. I will repeat it in case anybody didn't hear it. After April 9th, next Sunday, when the Suns... Regular season ends, you only have to see the Dodgers five more times in the final 152 games. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's great right there. And once again, only 13 times,
1: right? With the new schedule, mm-hmm. only 13 times, no longer 19 times. But playing eight against. of them in the
0: first week and a half.
1: Eight of them in the first week and a half. It's just going to be stunning. It, it really is to think about this. The first 10 games for the Diamondbacks and Baysonians, Luke was talking about this yesterday, but really stopped. And think about this right now. You've got eight games against the Dodgers and two against the Padres. If that's a that's a tough ten game stretch of the season, that's typically how I dissect uh, Major League Baseball. When I look at it, it's usually ten game blocks. That is without is that, a is doubt. Is that what you
0: do? Yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah, that's about the best way to do it. And. <laughs> Do you do that because it breaks it down into 16 blocks like an NFL? Well, yeah, it just, yes, it does. Because <laughs> I do. But I never played in the NFL, obviously, but that's that's how my brain works. You know,
1: it's so bizarre, once again, you you have to take those big pictures of, of 10 days and 12 days and 11 days, whatever it may be, big pictures of any Major League Baseball team to try to get some understanding of how they're playing as a team, even 10, even 10 games. This is the thing I love about the game of baseball. It's so disparate from football. It's so different from everything that I know, especially football. The the psychology of die <laughs> right and yet you're thinking way more in the game of baseball than you are in regard to football. Football, so much of the emotion, and then. F- baseball is so much of thinking controlling the emotion you know and controlling yeah. the emotion it's so different i love that and it's also the pace it's one of the reasons why the pitch clock to me it's annoying those it games it just is did you notice
0: it last night like uh, i i noticed I, that the game the, what was the game 235 so i immediately thought well wow, steve gilbert and, and nick picoro just said yes. 25 minutes off their lives yes like he said right. yesterday when he joined us but um the game itself didn't feel as frantic as I was worried it might. Um, But it did, I mean, it was obviously moving a lot faster.
1: Yeah. No, it was. And I realize there's a lot of people out there that just absolutely love this, think this is the greatest thing in the world. And, uh, you know, I... (laughs) I'm not saying I won't come around at some point in time. (laughs) I think that I probably will. But um, it just, I don't get it. The game was so beautiful the way that it is. But anyways, that's just me right there. Maybe people don't want to go out there in three hours and 30 minutes or
0: four-hour games. Well, I'll say this with that. On opening day, I don't think people really mind if it's a three and a half or a four hour game. It's more when you get to game 93 of the season and it's July and it's a nine inning game that's four to three and you're like, hey, we've been here for three hours and 57 minutes because a lot of teams are out of it by late July.
1: I just think though based on honestly, is it not an indictment of us as a people where we are in society today where, you know what, we just can't tolerate it. We can't tolerate the pace of the game of baseball. It's been around for how many years? 150 plus? And and, and this is the generation that said we just can't tolerate how long these games are. So,
0: (laughs) I don't know how you cut it any other way. To me, that's an indictment. Sorry. Well, you can say that, but I would I would say on the list of indictments of modern society, which is not a conversation I thought we were going to be having today, I'm not sure it cracks like the top 100. Yeah.
1: Okay. You know, for <laughs> and you I like it doesn't. For me it does. Well,
0: the uh, the other part of that game last night, too, was, we'll get more into this a little bit later on, but but the fact that Zach Gallon. You know, didn't have the best spring. Here's Torrey Lavello afterwards.
2: Good start. Um, A little bit of a um, shaky, shaky ending. I thought he had some really good stuff um, early in the game. And then there were some just miscues in in advantage counts where I felt like he had good enough stuff to put hitters away and he he was unable to do that.
0: Realistically, the only reason I even mention that, Wolf, is Zach Gallon's next start will be against the Padres if everything just, you know, goes uh, yeah, And then his... His, as it's set up right now, his third start of the season would finally be a more normal start against Milwaukee. But it's not inconceivable his third start is that last game of the Dodgers series. So he could go Dodgers-Padres-Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah, that, I think mentally he has the makeup to handle it better than most. But I also don't want the ace of my staff like... <laughs> Fighting an uphill battle from the very start of the season, one game's fine. Three is a little rough. Yeah, sure. And you know, once again, that that first start,
1: I, I would imagine, is always a little bit difficult for some. Uh, depending on who you are, not everybody, of course, but depending on how you're made up, your intellect, your emotional side, however it is that you process what it is that you're doing, that first start might make you feel a little bit different, but. What really bummed me out was Zach Allen. Zach Allen and the fact that he did go out there, I think he's he's their best player. That's what I think. He is. I think he's going to be their best player. Uh, Forget about uh, an everyday guy. Forget about closer. Forget about bullpen. Forget about starter in the rotation. To me, he's their best player. And to see him go out there and be given the opportunity to do well and pitch well and win a game and then see him buckle against a really good team no doubt about it in the first game
0: that was a bummer best player and uh, and certainly their most important player text us your thoughts to the Fanduel text line at 620 620 right now when we come back kevin durant's legacy is quickly becoming a topic of conversation again we'll get into that next it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader <laughs> Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: Wolf and Luke,
0: Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Suns Nuggets tonight, which, of course, means game day with k Ray's coming up in a little bit. Also, with March Madness starting up uh, tomorrow, again, Wolf Mike DiCorsi is going to join us. Sporting News College Hoops columnist ahead of the Final Four tomorrow night. Of course, championship game on Monday. So he's going to join us here next hour talk about college yeah. basketball. Can't wait for that. I I call him Michael by
1: the way. Okay, Michael DeCourcy. Interesting right there. Not Mike DeCoursey, Michael DeCoursky. He'll be joining us and uh, this is a guy I've known for a long, long time, brothers,
0: but just still one of the best in the business when it comes to college basketball. Uh, as far as NBA, tonight, Suns hosting the Nuggets at Footprint Center, 7.30 p.m. So it is another home game. It's Kevin Durant's second home game. Yeah, we don't have to do that anymore, which is great. That's all out of the way. Now you just kind of turn the corner Beautiful. and start playing basketball for these final six games. Um, Josh Okogie at practice yesterday did talk about Katie's intro on Wednesday. I mean, he deserved that. I mean, for what
2: he's gone through this season and the previous season, years, him just to go out here to be able to play basketball and have the value behind them. I mean that was great. And I felt like he the when you when he got on the court.
1: You know, it, it's not only Kevin Durant that was thinking about it. And we heard KD, and he was so forthcoming. He he was, he was talking about it. And um, it was stunning to me that you had this superstar that was willing to admit he was a little anxious. He wanted to get it out of the way, that he was a little nervous with his home debut. I just loved him for that. But it's also his teammates as well. And now they can stop thinking about it. As well. You just heard Josh Kogi talking about that. Yeah. Very interesting to
0: me. Now the only person that really needs to think about it is Monty Williams, just in terms of it obviously has changed his job significantly. Now it will make his job a lot easier but that doesn't mean he doesn't have a lot of work to do he talked yesterday at practice about getting KD into the offense
2: um I, I think it's just a work in progress you know the first time he came back we had time to scrimmage and get up and down almost like for a week we had like two good scrimmage days with him this time we haven't so it's it's had to happen in the game last night was it's was like training camp you know to a degree and um We'll learn and grow as we plan these next few games. These next few games. And then the playoffs start. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they got six. You know, and, Make the most of these next six games. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm really, really thankful that they do have six games. I think they're going to need every one of them. With Kevin Durant, does anyone think he's not going
0: to play in one of these games? No. The the back-to-back? I think he, if it were me... I would maybe manage his minutes in the back to back, but I think you need. I I think you need to play as a team. Now there can't be any more. Well, you know we're gonna. You know we'll get to. We'll ease into it. You know. You know. I I think. I think ideally they would prefer not to have to play him in a back to back, just given the the way his uh, season has gone with injuries. But I don't know that you have a choice. That's next Thursday and Friday against the Nuggets again, and then in L. A. against the Lakers. (laughs) It's not even like you have to win those games. I just think you have to play together as a team.
1: Yeah, you know. What I, I I despise the 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 minutes and managing the minutes as well. I, I do. I, I can't even stand the thought of that, Luke. Honestly, um, it's better than just sitting look, up for he, one of the games, he, though. I, I know you're you're right about that, but still, he, he this guy this guy is a professional basketball player. He needs reps. He needs to go out there. He does. Uh, he he's going to play in seven straight games. You know, he, you're talking about an 82 game season that we're playing here. It's time for him to kick in, and I would hope that KD himself would be saying this. I would. I would hope that is. KD is telling them, "I'm playing in every game to get ready for the postseason." I think outside it's of time to ramp up, like Ben and Simmons. Your
0: thinking. Most players want to play. I think it's usually the team that's like, "Well, okay, we can't have you playing. Can't have you playing 70 of these 82 games." I was I was reading you the little blurb on Jokic before the show. I was like this is exactly what I've been talking about because Jokic didn't play last night. So you're like, oh, is he hurt? Like, is he not? Just trying to figure out if he's going to play tonight. And the write-up from Denver is like, well, you know, he obviously wasn't going to play in both halves of a back-to-back, blah, blah, blah. So really? Like, that is just a thing now. And it's not a yeah. Jokic thing. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's everybody except like 10, 10 star players. It's, well, why, why would you even suggest they would play two games in two consecutive days? I know it is. And this
1: is the reason why the NBA really has an issue. Adam Silver really has got a problem, and they've got
0: to address it. Sooner as opposed to later. Let me play you this uh, Durant cut. This is the one we didn't get to play yesterday, okay? And you haven't heard the answer yet. Okay. Um, they asked him after the game on Wednesday, are you starting to feel cursed at this point with all the injuries you've you've had? Cursed. Cursed.
2: <laughs> Damn, no, I mean, look at my life. Somebody cursed me? <laughs> you can't say that, though, man. I mean, when I leave this arena now... <laughs> My life looked pretty good, but it's just part of the game, man. It is what it is. Um, It's unfortunate, you know. I wish I'd kept. I felt like I I was going to play 82 games this year, Um, but it is what it is. I, I learned how to conquer different parts of the game. Rehab is one of them, so I just try to do my best in that and come back and pick up where I left off.
1: Yeah, you know what?
2: I love that answer right there. You're having a bad, excellent day?
1: Excellent. bad day? Bad day? <laughs> look at my life. Look
0: at my life. Trump card. Um, yeah. With the laugh too. You got to be like, <laughs> look at my life. Yeah, look at my
1: life. That was that was good right there. But I love the fact he he said that you know I came in I want to play eighty two games. You know what? I I really hope that he meant that that he came in and he wanted to play eighty two games. Because, again, I hope that he plays in all seven of these games, getting ready to go into the postseason. It's just saying, just you can just point to it and say, hey, listen, this is, this is what I do. I've been doing it for a long, long time. And I, I need to go out there and I need to play with my teammates, not sit anymore. I've missed enough time. I would love to hear KD talk about that. I would. I, I will, I will lose it. I will get jacked up if in fact he does confirm that, that he wants to play in these games. Forget about resting me. I've had enough rest. Let's go. It's time to ball. Let me do what I do.
0: Uh, join Dave Burns and the Arizona sports promo team this Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at the new Fulton Homes Community Barney Farms in Queen Creek. They'll be hosting a two seconds is too long drowning prevention event. We'll be giving you the chance to win d tickets plus live CPR demonstrations from the YMCA and the Queen Creek Fire Department. Drowning is 100% preventable, so come out and learn how to keep kids safe around water. Uh, when we come back, Anthony Richardson will almost certainly never play for the Arizona Cardinals, but suddenly he's becoming one of the more important players for the Arizona Cardinals over these next few weeks. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, welcome back to the Sarah and Luke show as Wolf has left to get coffee and we don't know where he is. (laughs) No, we don't. Is so any, I'm just going to do sign? my best wolf oh, impression. There oh, there he goes. Well, you can still do your wolf impression, though. Oh, uh, right. Yes. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. People probably didn't even know he was gone. You're you so welcome. Ads.
1: Yep. Well, there he is. What is going on? Yeah, what is going we on? We replaced
0: you with Sarah, and um, here she is. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Holy cow. No. sorry.
0: This is a big moment for all of us. Yeah, I finally got my own show. <laughs> wow. What did I miss? Well, you, you missed Sarah getting her own show. <laughs> yeah. You're doing updates. Well, if you're on updates, yeah, you'll
1: be great. Okay, great. Good. Somebody give
0: me the read. No, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) No, it's (laughs) not. (laughs) <laughs> you get to write it too. All right, I'll let you. I'll let you have you on the right, show. Thanks, I Sarah. Guess. That was good. Uh, we should do that. We're, we're trying to come up with new things to throw at Maloney whenever she finally comes back. You, you're gonna drive. Wolf's gonna drive the show on Monday yeah. just to see what she does. Maybe we'll just have Sarah. Sit okay, in for so me. let's do that first yeah. of all. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll just start talking. I'll start. Wolf, being the Wolf's driver. gonna start the show.
1: I'll drive the show in the first beautiful part of the program and freak Maloney out. And we it but sounds the,
0: good. The key is we all have to keep a straight face and be like, no, this is the way it is. Yeah. Man this way for three weeks
1: interesting okay well what are we doing here what did you set up for Sarah
0: Uh, we were talking to Anthony Richardson Ah, you just didn't want to talk NFL that's why you left Uh, it is kind of (laughs) this is the weirdness of the draft right But Anthony Richardson's never going to play for the Arizona Cardinals unless, like, 10 years down the line or something. Who knows? But you know what I mean. He's not playing for the Arizona Cardinals. They have no interest in him. And yet, he, for the next few weeks, is probably their most important player because he's going to get you a lot more, even though he's not on your team, than DeAndre Hopkins is going to get you in a trade. And that's about the only other name that you would even put out there for the next couple weeks.
1: Here's the whole thing. This is a problem because... We do want Anthony Richardson to be all that, a bag of chips. You want him to be great, and he was great. His pro day, he's got pros drooling right now. He's got NFL executives and scouts drooling. Exactly what we wanted. Exactly what we wanted. This is good. (laughs) This guy, he's he's Cam Newton with a better build. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, think about
0: it. Uh, okay, whatever it may be. I just real quick on that. Yeah, I always when, when when you get the executives and and I'm sure a lot of it's media too, just getting so overly hyped about a player that has never played yet. I always think back to Da, and I wonder if this is why people look at Da as like, "Oh, well, you're never you know reaching our expectations." When yeah. Da, when the Suns were about to draft. DA. It got to the point where it's like, well, he's David Robinson, but he's also Shaq, but he's also <laughs> Will, and he can shoot better. You gotta have a compo. You gotta have Yeah, guns. but he was all of them. He was all of them, I remember, right. I remember saying on the air one day, if he is all of these guys, he is ten times better than Michael Jordan. The Suns yes. are about to draft the best player in NBA history, yes. because the expectations get so ridiculous. Now, back to football, I really hope the expectations get really ridiculous for Anthony Richardson.
1: Yeah, I hope so as well, yet at the same time, based on the inside, and I've admitted this, I want Will Anderson. So see, if I want Will Anderson, that means the Colts have got to be the team that has to fall in love with Anthony Richardson. The Colts. Or one of those three quarterbacks. Who knows? For all you know, Frank Reich, he was there, by the way. Yeah, he was. He was there. They had dinner with him, didn't Uh, they? Yes, they did. They had dinner with him. Frank Reich was there. He might be going, I'm telling you right now, this guy, this is the guy I want. What are you talking about? We don't want no Bryce
0: Young. If he's he's Cam Newton, Carolina had a pretty good run with Cam
1: Newton. I'm just saying right now, there's a real possibility that could happen. Now, we all might (laughs) just stop, and that's insane. Well, that's why it might happen, because teams getting insane. That's exactly right. Okay, so now, but again, I I want Will Anderson. I want the Cardinals to get Will Anderson. That means they got to be at number four, if you ask me, because I think Will Anderson is going to be taken at number four. Whoever has that pick. The only
0: maybe small twist to that would be if Seattle really wanted Richardson. And they traded with. You know, are you even going to trade with Seattle? But maybe, maybe quarterbacks go one through four, and you get them. I, like, that's so risky, though. At that I, point, I just yeah. Will Levis at four. He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. You know, I yeah, exactly. Here's Todd McShay. Barf bag, please. Todd McShay yesterday barf cup. By the way, how's the coffee? No mayonnaise in it's it, right? Fantastic. Okay, good. Todd McShay yesterday on uh, on Anthony Richardson versus Will Levis.
2: Anthony Richardson, I, I thought. You know, Will Levis has a big time arm and obviously he's mobile and he's got a heart of a lion. And And you saw him battle through injuries this past year with poor protection and young receivers and a running back whose standout was suspended the first four games. There's a lot to work with, you know, with Levis too. I don't think he's ready to start year one. So then all, all of a sudden, when you get him as a starter in year two, now you're talking about a 25 year old. Versus bringing in Anthony Richardson, who has greater tools—not as experience—but give me a couple years to develop him, even maybe just one year. But if it's two, that's fine too. I just—I think there's just more upside, and and you have the luxury of being patient because he is so young.
0: <laughs> See, this this is the perfect scenario for the top five. Okay, Wolf. Yeah. Carolina takes C.J. Stroud. Okay? Okay. They're happy. Good. Uh, Houston gets Bryce Young. He's happy. Bryce. The Cardinals trade with the Colts. Colts move up, get Anthony Richardson. They're happy. They wanted them some Anthony Richardson. Cardinals get... Will Anderson. They're precious. And then Seattle can go ahead and take Will Levis, and they will have to deal with a guy who puts mayonnaise in his coffee yeah. in Seattle, oh, of all
1: cities. Seattle, that's great. So, the scenario is there. But even what he I just said. I love your
0: mock draft. Isn't it great? My mock draft's the best mock draft. Um, but he, what Todd McShay just said right there, Levis might not be ready to start year one anyway, so that would be perfect for a team like seattle but all that really matters and all that is the cardinals get will anderson and something else in that scenario yes and you know what's so fascinating
1: about this the way that it's shaping up right now i honestly think this is going to happen anyone that has listened to this show over the last couple of weeks you know i i am sure that the colts want a quarterback And I am sure they're going to have to move to three, and they know it. We all know it. It's the worst-kept secret in the National Football League at this point in time, the fact that they have to move up to three. And Anthony Richardson is the guy. You know, we were talking about this yesterday, but it's true. Stop and think about it. On the quarterback spectrum right now, you got Bryce Young, who's all about the inside, mm-hmm. and you've got C.J. Stroud, who I think is a combination of raw physicality and athleticism and traits, and, of course, the inside, the intellect, the knowledge. I think he's a combination of those. Also played then, really
0: well in, in a big game the last time exactly we all saw Exactly
1: right. Him. And then you've got Anthony Richardson, of course,
0: who's just raw. He's raw. That, that is the quarterback Spectral. Well, this is the game, right? If you're the Cardinals, you need you need teams to like Levis and Richardson, but you need them to you need one of those two to separate himself from the you, others.
1: Yes, you need you need them to love. One of those them. guys. Yes, one, one of them of in particular,
0: them. though. One of them in particular. Uh, here's Todd McShay adding a little fuel to that fire.
2: He's just different, you know. Having seen the other three quarterbacks throw, and they they all, you know, were different levels of, of great in their own pro days. But when you when you watch Anthony, like, he's six foot four. He's two hundred and forty four pounds. He runs a four four three. <laughs> Yet he has the upper body flexibility. You know, I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, but like those those guys. Unlike Will Levis, who's who's really you know muscular and and a weight room warrior and all those things, the tightness he has in his upper body. What really stood out to me is just how flexible he is with his upper body. See, now I know you said, (laughs) I'm not saying
0: he's Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, but all I heard was Patrick Mahomes (laughs) or Josh Allen.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine right now? You're sitting there and you're looking at this guy, 6'4", 244 pounds, runs a 4'4". Think about that.
0: Okay, so number one,
1: and you're watching him throw the ball, and he's got a cannon. <laughs> you're watching him throw the ball. I, I don't care if there's no defenders around here. I, I don't. I don't care if there's no pass rush. What are you talking about? I look at this guy. See, this is this is what happens, man. And there are people that will fall in love with him, and there are also people, many many coaches that I know that believe I can reach him. I can change
0: him. I can do it. Yeah, we'll see. You, you know how, like, when a college has a player that they think is a Heisman candidate, they like start sending out like mailers to like the football writers, yeah. the people that vote on. Them. Maybe we should start just sending the the, the Colts <laughs> Anthony Richardson hype videos every every couple days. That'd now, be so cool. Here is Anthony Richardson. Yesterday, we at, should just call them and ask. Are you guys interested? Do you like <laughs> this guy? That Wouldn't that be great? Flat out on the air. Hey,
2: hey, you going to straight up?
1: I uh, once did it many, many years ago. Kevin Ray, as a matter of fact, was the guy. We'll who get Kay Ray back in here. Just to do called it. The Dan Reeves. We called the Atlanta Falcons. Got the number right out of the media guide. Dan Reeves answered the phone.
0: <laughs> he answered the phone. I'm, that in itself is remarkable. But I'm guessing he didn't give you a whole okay. lot of secrets. <laughs> no. It's probably he like, not. How you get
1: this number? Still one of the most incredible moments of Radio Bay to Ask Kevin Ray about it one time. He'll laugh his butt off uh-huh. because he pulled it off, man. He just, totally just faked it. Joining he us in a Acted like couple he hours. was the NFL.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he I'm is. Yeah, we'll that. have
0: to bring that back up. I got to play this clip of Anthony Richardson real quick from
2: his pro day. The well, Lord knows what I have to improve on. You know, uh, if you ask me, I feel like I got to improve on everything. You know, uh, accuracy, I can get better with that. You know, decision-making, I can get better with that. Uh, footwork, I can definitely grow with that. Leadership, you know, I can go on as a leader because you know, I feel like I can grow in any aspect so uh, just focusing on those certain things I feel like i will be a great quarterback alright calm down <laughs> Call, hold on now
0: calm down Anthony like look I appreciate the humility and that but you don't need to be selling yourself short here until draft day no
1: that's beautiful no, right start there moving better. that's what everyone's going to fall in love you with listen to think him you think they're going to like that too oh okay. yeah not only right. like that look at he he's smart He's smart, he's intelligent, he's self-critical, Man. he's going to look at himself, he's going to say, I need to get better, he's got be humility. lucky
0: to get this guy at this three in Indianapolis. Are you kidding me? Nah, it's going to cost you another how, second round or no. How
1: After dare you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I'll bet you Frank Wright took him out to dinner. Oh, I'll bet oh, the bye Carolina bye, bye. Sounded like Frank Wright took Wright him out a to a dinner.
0: He probably heard that quote and he's like, alright.
1: You know what? Uh, it, it might not be CJ Stroud. We might go ahead and just take Anthony well, Richardson, Bryce Young, until a few oh, weeks man. ago, and
0: nothing changed. Listen to him; That is awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right, we come back. It is a big weekend in college hoops. We got the Final Four tomorrow. Sporting News college basketball columnist Michael DeCorsi will join us to talk about it next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.